Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. This is Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Yo, what's up, dude? How you been doing? Hey, I've been doing great, man. i I uh glad to be on a podcast episode together once again to talk about a really really awesome charming amazing game absolutely uh we'll talk about that in a second but first off i kind of want to start a new segment where uh we talk about not only can we talk about you know gaming news but we should also talk about what kind of games we've been playing lately well um i can definitely start off with that uh i started playing through the master chief collection starting on halo combat evolved with danielle she and i are gonna go through all of the halo campaigns together and that has been an absolute blast uh the first time we did it we played literally halfway through without stopping the first campaign we were just laughing and dying and shooting everything and it was a great time um i've been playing mario and luigi superstar saga again on the game boy advance um, and I've started playing the Fire Emblem series again, Sacred Stones and uh, the Sealed Sword and Fire Emblem with Lynn, Elliewood, and Hector. It's just Fire Emblem 7, is, I think it's what it's known as. And of course, uh, I've been playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War because Vanguard sucks and so I gotta get <laughs> gotta get the Call of Duty feel in there. Oh, also, I uh, started playing Breath of the Wild again. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, just to, you know, I've been craving some Zelda and... I can only play Skyward Sword so much. Right. I don't blame you, and that's totally you, to start playing some more Breath of the Wild again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what about you? What have you been playing? Well, uh, in addition to the game we're going to be talking about today, I've been talk- playing the other games in the series, um, namely Mario & Luigi Partners in Time and Mario & Luigi Bowser's Inside Story, which is my personal favorite. Didn't get nearly as far into them as, as I did with Superstar Saga, which we'll be talking about, but I, I have been playing you know the hell out of those as well. What I've been really really playing a lot though is uh the ace attorney series lately and right now that's been the great ace attorney chronicles so they're kind of a prequel series set or, or sub-series spinoff series set bef- like a hundred or a hundred years or so before the main ace attorney game so instead of taking place in modern times it takes place during like the uh Victorian era, yeah, and like the Meiji era in Japan, or I, I could be wrong about that. It, it it's like the early 1900s, so you know you've got like guns and shit. But uh, J- uh, Japan's legal system is you know just. 
barely. And the game actually does take place in Japan instead of the states, like the localized versions of the regular games. Except when the characters go to Great Britain. Uh, actually, most of it takes place in Great Britain. But it's a lot of fun. I mean, you're, you're kind of seeing this judicial system that's not nearly as advanced as the modern one. And there's also a character named Herlock Sholmes, who is just <laughs> one of the best characters in gaming overall. He's he's such a gem. <laughs> Herlock Sholmes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's pretty amazing, if I do say so myself. Yeah. In preparation for some of our upcoming episodes, I've also been talking about... I've also been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I, I started Hellblades into a saga as well, so... <laughs> you know, I started Horizon Zero Dawn. I never got through it. I never finished it. I couldn't... I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. I like it. It's a fun game. I mean, it definitely has its flaws. I mean, when you compare it against some of the other games that, that you know, have come out around the same time or since um i feel like it, it it's a little bit lacking and if megan is listening to this episode she's probably going to shoot me for saying that because this is her that's her favorite game but um but I, I i mean to say it's actually a fucking incredible game i'm just i'm just kind of nitpicking here and we'll have more to talk about on, on that episode but <laughs> absolutely but yeah uh did you have any any gaming news worthy of of mentioning uh not really uh the only kind of news that i've got so far is that there is really no news as far as new games are concerned (laughs) we'll we'll find out you know me i focus mainly on like nintendo and stuff like that and we'll hopefully get a direct sometime within the next couple of months but as of right now there's not really anything on its way that's really worth the time which i know is probably a cardinal sin to say but you know, we haven't heard anything about Breath of the Wild sequel. We haven't heard anything about Metroid Prime 4. Those are the two titles that I'm focused on. And so anything else right now, I'm just not really concerned about. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Well, I know this month we are getting Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, I would like to do a game lunch episode on that. We'll see. Um, I did pre-order it, so I, I think I guess we may as well talk about it, even if it ends up, you know... Uh, being a solo episode or whatever, um, it, it's worthy of mentioning. I also uh, God of War finally came to PC. I'm surprised it took as long as it did. But <laughs> wait, really? Yeah. When did this happen? Because I have a PC and I love that game. Uh, and I'm talking about the new one, by the way, God of War 2018. The yeah, I believe the Windows version was on January 14th. Yeah, just yesterday, as of the time of recording this. <laughs> Whoa! Is it still $60, or is it free-to-play? I, I I doubt it's free-to-play, but um, I, I don't, I'm probably not charging the full price for it. I don't know. You'll have to... I'm definitely going to have to check that out, because I that game is spectacular. Yeah. Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. It's no, on. It's all good. It's on Steam, obviously. I got to put in my birth date. How much? It's 50 bucks. Oh, I know. Okay. 40 would have been a better price for that. Yeah, but hey, it's on PC now, so hey. If you want to play it on PC, you know, that's, I think that's, that, that's not, that's not a bad price, you know. Well, at least they're not charging full price. I, I'd be kind of pissed if they were charging full price. <laughs> I mean, it kind of, kind of depends on whether, if you've never played it, by, by all means, get it on, and you have a PC, get it on PC. If, if you have played it, it may or may not be worth it for you to, to play it on PC. I'll leave that up to how much you love that game. For me, I probably definitely would if I had a PC because um, that's an incredible game. It's 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 in like my top five favorite games of all time, I think, or top ten for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Prob- I'm probably gonna make that investment and go back through it because I love my PC. I've had it for uh, since April. 
of last year. So I'm coming up on a year with my PC. That's kind of insane. It feels like I just got it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have to look into that because I love that game. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking incredible game. Um, also, apparently... <laughs> Everybody's bad at Troy Baker because he's 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 doing the NFT thing. He I guess he's an NFT bro now. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, to each his own. I, I respect the hell out of that man as a voice actor and as an you know in both anime and video games. He's got a lovely, rich voice, and he plays some of the greatest video game and anime characters of all time. But um, yeah, this whole NFT thing's kind of shady. I mean. It just kind of makes up a joke, actually. I mean, that, that's that's how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't even really know much about NFTs, but apparently you can steal them by screenshotting them, so... Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, go, Troy Baker. You do your thing. <laughs> yeah. But I guess that's it. I mean, like you said, there probably hasn't been very much. Uh, nothing new has been announced since uh, the Game Awards, I, I, I would say. We haven't really had a direct or anything. e is not till several months from now, so... We'll see, but uh, yeah, kind of kind of been a slow month in gaming news, but that's okay. That leaves us more time to talk about Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Uh, Zach, this was your pick, so oh, yes, it was. Why don't you go ahead and get into you know why you picked this game and or you know and what what do you what are your overall thoughts? Honestly, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga is the very first turn-based RPG game that I ever played, and I love Mario and Luigi for starters, but also that game just it's an adventure it really is usually as a kid uh you're used to playing like platforming games and stuff like this nothing that's not really turn-based um but i loved mario and luigi as a kid and having a game boy advance i was running out of games to play and so i went to the local i think it was gamestop at the time it had already opened here in jessup but i saw that cartridge and i was very interested i was like what what is this what is mario and luigi superstar saga so my dad was like do you want it i was like sure and so uh, he got it for me, and I started playing it, and the introduction to the game was awesome. The animation was really cool, and then the tutorial started, and I was really confused. I was like, this isn't typical Mario. This isn't like you're just <laughs> running, running across platforming and getting to a flag, or you're not. It's You're literally exploring the story of an open world while having Pokemon-like encounters where you touch enemies, and it goes to a battle sequence, and... At first, I was kind of iffy about it, but then I really got into the story, and, you know, it just took me through the entire game, and it became easily one of my favorite Game Boy titles of all time, and one of my favorite Mario games, honestly. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, it, it definitely is uh, an interesting choice for a, a first uh, turn-based RPG game, but at the same time, it's actually perfect for a beginner's turn-based RPG game. It's not nearly as complicated as, say, like Final Fantasy or uh, or, or Fire Emblem or any of the other, you know, RPGs. Um, and one thing I do like about it is that it definitely feels more involved than other turn-based RPGs are because you are you actually have the ability to dodge attacks and um, in order to execute attacks, it requires, you know, timing-based action. So, you're never really bored. There's no, never that feeling of, you know, you're just kind of sitting around and, and mashing a button. You're mashing two buttons. No, I'm, <laughs> you're not mashing them. You're, you're pressing them at the right times, but you know. Timing is crucial in this game, even down to the very fact of starting a battle with enemies. Like, if there's an enemy, unless, like, jumping on its head can physically hurt Mario and Luigi, um, you can literally start battles by bouncing on heads, and it will start the game giving you an advantage by damaging the character. It's really cool. Or, if you jump on, like, a spiked enemy or something like that, 
it'll start the the start the fight with Mario and Luigi taking damage. And I always thought that that was really cool. And other turn-based RPGs, there's like a whole slew of characters to focus on as far as their progress and leveling up. But in this game, you're solely focusing on Mario and Luigi. And it's really cool because it allows you to compartmentalize the progress that you're making. It makes it more of a focused and direct approach, and it makes it that much more uh, captivating. And it kind of helps with the immersive experience a little bit because you're literally carrying Mario and Luigi on this journey. Yeah, yeah. And I'll admit, the game is pretty easy, both versions of it. You know, it's not particularly difficult. But when you're a kid, I guess it, it actually... I remember dying several times the, the first time I played this. Oh, dude, this game kicked my ass when I was a kid. Yeah. When I played it more recently, I was kind of like, oh, this is... This is this is actually pretty easy, but it's fun. You know, it's a really, really mm -hmm. lovely game to just sit down and kind of chill to. I mean, I, I was playing this all day uh, when I was preparing for this podcast. And let me also start out by saying that I love the Mario and Luigi RPG series. Uh, I mean, among the Mario RPG spinoff series, I, I want to say it's my favorite because yeah. um, I, I've just always really been invested in the gameplay. It, it, it takes a lot of the same things from, you know, Paper Mario and Super Mario RPG. In fact, in many ways, this is really the spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG more than even Paper Mario was. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you've got, you know, like the first strikes and all that, but you can also completely dodge attacks. And that's something unique to this series. And I really like that. One thing I also like about Superstar Saga in particular is that every move you learn in the overworld, in the field, you also take with you into battle. So yep. Mario and Luigi have their jumping, their hammers, and in this game exclusively, the hand powers, and even their brother's actions, you know, the spin jump and high jump and, and hitting them, hitting each other with hammers and their hand powers also become uh, battle moves. They're basically your special attacks in this game, your, your bros moves, which typically you're going to use those brother's moves mainly in... A, boss battles but even yeah. in even in the uh regular battles i enjoyed you know uh just kind of clearing out enemies quickly with them or whenever i was trying to get uh an advanced move i'd, I'd use them a lot so that i could unlock that advanced move whenever i got to the boss battle <laughs> absolutely and it's really cool because while this game can get expensive if you're not smart about how you use your bros moves because you have to use stuff like what are they four leaf clovers and syrup. Yeah, the the herbs. There's refreshing herbs, which um, heal status effects. Mushrooms, which of course heal your life, and then syrup is what heals your your brother's points, which is yep. the this is the the points that you use, the currency you spend in order to uh, use bros moves. Yeah, and if you use them a lot, it gets expensive because while it's not exactly difficult to gather currency in the game you really just have to run into enemies and defeat them and you'll get a certain number of coins and experience that's another thing uh, i'll go off on a little bit of a tangent here fight as much as you can in the game because that's how you level mario and luigi up and the higher you level up the easier and more manageable the boss fights are because some of the boss fights in that game are ridiculously hard if you're underpowered, for sure, yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. I, I will say, there's not a lot of grinding that needs to be done. If you're fighting every enemy that comes across your path, Mario and Luigi will be even above the level that they may need to be, or, or right at where they need to be. Um, so don't skip any boss. I mean, don't skip any battles in, in the you know whenever you're you're roaming around in the overworld, unless of course you know you're returning to a section and the battles are like super fucking easy and they're not going to give you much experience anyway. I mean, that, around yeah. the end of the game, I would start 
trying to skip those. But uh, if you're in an area for the first time, fight every single enemy that you come across because it's worth it. Because, like you said, not only do you gain experience allowing you to level up, uh, but you also gain items. Uh, what, one thing I also like about this game is that whenever you whenever you level up, not only do you get a, a, a point increase for several of your stats, but you can also choose one stat and you can get get a, a bonus it spins like a little roulette wheel and so you can add anywhere from like one to five or six points to a particular stat and more so if you ha if you haven't been focusing on a stat if you focus on a stat too much it's going to offer lower numbers but if it's something that you haven't leveled up in a while um you know, you can you can really get a, a big boost to it. And, you know, stats of course include your power, defense, speed, um, and then also your your health points and your and your bros points. Um, but one unique stat to this game is stash, and the stash is cool because it increases your chance of hitting getting lucky hits on enemies, and it also causes gives you discounts in stores. Yeah, absolutely. So, out of curiosity, what did you think of Alpha Dreams like design for this? Because I mean, this is this is the first uh, installment in the Mario Luigi series, but it's the third Mario RPG title following uh, Super Mario RPG: Legend of the Seven Stars and Paper Mario. But what did you think of Alpha Dreams' idea for design in this game and just movement and flow and gameplay? Because I honestly, it's one of my favorite games of all time. Like we did a top five games episode a while back, Ash, and this was definitely on my list. Yeah, I remember. Remember we had on our game recommendations episode. You, you had mentioned this one, and I have to agree. It's it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I, I think in terms of the series, this comes right after Bowser's Inside Story for me, and it's very close. It's extremely close. But this game wins a lot of points just for how innovative it was. Because every Mario and Luigi game that came after was, you know, standing on the shoulders of this game. And this game does some things that the other games don't do. Namely, that uh, you can actually switch the positions of Mario and Luigi. And there are far more uh, abilities that are available to you, and including the Firebrand and Thunderhand powers. Mm -hmm. But um, in terms of overall design, I, I think that the, the level design is incredibly well done. I appreciate the puzzles the, the puzzle-solving aspects of the game. I mean, they could have just had a standard RPG game, and it probably would have been fine. But they went Alpha Dream went out of their way to make a game that's just as fun in the overworld and in battle. And I really appreciate them for doing that. In fact, every boss battle even has a particular strategy, usually, in terms of, of, of defeating that boss more quickly. And so, you know, I, I really appreciate the level design in the game. And if we're talking about design, the art design is also really cool. I mean, the Mario Luigi series actually has a very unique art design. Well, up until the 3DS games, when they kind of made everything more like the main series, which I'm, I'm not as happy about. But yeah. in this game, you know, Mario and Luigi actually have a different design than they do. It's it's subtle, but, you know, they actually accentuate the differences between the brothers. So Luigi looks even taller and lankier, and, and he's got those stripy socks. <laughs> oh, dude, I love it so much. Yeah, so I actually really like that in the design of all the toads, and they, they all look different. They're different sizes and colors. and <laughs> Yes, they are. Also, I was thinking, Ash, what if we did a live streamed run through of this game? Because I have it on my PC and I, as a ROM. 
and it works beautifully and I can actually stream it through discord. I figured that out. I was messing around with, uh, Avery the other day. And so we could definitely do that. If you would want to do that, I think it would be a lot of fun. I'm down. This would definitely be a game. I'd love to, I'd love to run through. Absolutely. And I need to get the DS version because I have a three DS and I've played all of these amazing games. Like, well, Samus returns is an ama- <laughs> return of Samus isn't amazing, but you know, it's, it's something, but the art style is great, but we're not talking about that. Um, Oh my gosh, what is it? A Link Between Worlds? That game is phenomenal. And so I need to play the remake. This is one of my favorite games. I should definitely play the remake. I think it's dumb that I haven't. You really should. I mean, uh, there, there, I've heard different things. Some people are, aren't as happy with it. But I think overall, most people say this is a pretty... It's an improvement on the original game. I, I want to say it is a little bit easier. Would you say it's the definitive version? It's hard to say. It's hard to say because part of me wants to, but you know, like I said, they they did kind of remove the art style that made that distincted Mario and Luigi from it, and uh, I mean, at times it does feel a little bit easier, but in other ways, they made the game harder to sort of balance it out. So, yeah, I, I, I want to say it's I can't I guess I can't say it's the definitive version, but it, it's about on the same level for me. I mean, it kind of just depends on what kind of gamer you are. I guess you could say it's definitely worth the respect that you can give the original title for creativity. And of course they didn't change the actual game. Like the story's the same, the boss fights the same, the level ups, the power ups and all of the abilities haven't changed. And I'm sure the level that design is the exact same, except it's expanded upon because of the power of the 3ds. And so I, I would have to play it to give my honest opinion on it. But I definitely should. I feel like it's dumb that I haven't. I'm sorry to all of those listening that are shaking their heads in disappointment at me right now. Because (laughs) if this is in my top five games of all time, I should play the remastered version. (laughs) Yeah, you really should. Um, And and I I think it it definitely is worth playing. You know, if you're revisiting this game after playing it in your childhood, I would say get the 3DS version. If you're new to the series or new to RPGs in general, get the 3DS version. Um, We'll talk more about the 3ds version you know and the difference between the two i think in part two but um i I definitely think it's worth getting um i just i I know that depending on what you like about the mario luigi rpg series you may you may prefer the gba version because you know in terms of the time of you know the the timing of things and and whatnot it, it 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 is a little bit more difficult and it has a little bit of that charm but the graphics do feel a little dated you know, uh, the, you know. Obviously, this was the game, the one game in the series that really needed the improvement the most because it, it came out on on the Game Boy Advance. So, a long know, time ago. Too. Long time ago. That being said, it doesn't look bad for a Game Boy Advance game. I mean, it's it's right up there with like Metroid Fusion or Metroid Zero Mission in terms of of GBA games that look really good. Um, I mean, obviously, you can see all the characters. I love the designs of all the enemies in this game. I mean, the entire game takes place in the Bean Bean Kingdom. Uh, they, <laughs> they they really wanted to throw characters in a different world and have different enemies. And and for the first game in a sub-series, they, you know, that's kind of a bold move. But and not having the game in the Mushroom Kingdom, I think, was a good choice because they could add all these unique uh, Bean Bean variations of enemies or, or just completely wholly new enemies that we've never seen before. Oh, um, yeah, like Drago Ho-Ho turning into Prince Peasley. Cacletta turns Prince Peasley into the dragon at the top of the mountain because he wants to steal the, uh, or she wants to steal the Bean Bean Star. and I th- Or the Bean Star, not the Bean Bean Star. What is wrong with me? <laughs> the Bean Bean Star. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the story is pretty good. But, uh, oh, it's so good, man. It's so funny. It's so funny. The Mario and Luigi series really nails the humor down. Out of oh, all of the, the, out of any Mario game in general, I think they do the best job of of, of like story and, and humor. <laughs> oh, my friend Richard and I, uh, when we were in college, uh, he he's played this game too, and he really likes it. And an inside joke that he and I had was, I would look at him randomly sometimes, and I would go a todo and he would go omonita tarbato, and it's just <laughs> that's how Mario and Luigi would communicate in the game, and I thought that that was amazing. But you're absolutely right about the humor aspect of the game. I mean, one of my favorite sections of the game, as well as one of the most comedic for me, is the Chocola Woods. And I, dude. <laughs> you fight a soda monster! <laughs> you do fight a soda monster, one that's been aged in a barrel, and it's so funny, dude. Like fine wine. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And I love that they have this running gag throughout the entire series of people not remembering Luigi or giving him less credit. They'll be like, Mario, and uh... Mr. Green Mario, or or uh, the the, are you the 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 head of the Mario fan club? Yep. <laughs> Even Dude. Bowser doesn't remember his name. One of my favorite characters in the game is Popple, the thief. I love him so. Oh, Popple's much. great. He actually shows up, I believe, in Dream Team. Really? Yeah, he makes a cameo appearance. Uh, one character though who ends up making a a a actually a much bigger appearance is Fawful. He's one of the more memorable characters in this game, being the underling of Cacletta. Um, he's yeah. just got such a unique personality, and he's actually the main villain in Bowser's Inside Story. Oh, dude, I need to play Bowser's Inside Story. You do, <laughs> and that's, it's that's so also good. on the 3DS, right? Uh, you, it's on the DS. So it came out originally on the DS, and then they made a 3DS remake. There are a lot of people who say that the original DS version is better because of that, you know, because it was just fine the way that it was. I've played both. I like them both. I'd probably have to play them, you know, together again. I can't find my 3DS copy, so I played the DS copy of Bowser's Inside Story. Yeah. Either way, you can play both versions on the DS, though. So it, it is kind of weird that they decided to do it. In fact, Alpha Dream is now... Uh, uh, defunct. They are no longer a company. They went bankrupt, and the last thing they ever did was the remake of Bowser's Inside Story, which actually failed commercially. That sucks, man, because they made such beautiful games. I mean, take this one. It's a it's a journey, man. It's awesome, and if you're not a high enough level at the end, Cacletta will kick your ass. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the series definitely, I think it peaked at Bowser's Inside Story. The 3DS titles afterwards were, were, were fine. Um, I actually have, have not beaten Paper Jam. I just, I kind of, I guess I kind of lost interest in it, but it's not a bad game by any means. Um, and, you know, after that, they just started doing the 3DS remake. Uh, the 3DS remake of Superstar Saga was a good idea. You know, bringing bringing improvements to the first game, giving making it more accessible for players because you can't play GBA games on the 3DS. And for some reason, it's the Game Boy Advance games are on the Wii U Virtual Console, but not the 3DS Virtual Console. I don't know why. It's the weirdest fucking thing. But um, after that, they should have done another main series game and maybe kind of returned to roots and 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 you know looked at what the series did great, but instead of doing that, they decided to re to skip past Partners in Time and just remake Bowser's Inside Story because it was the most commercially sick and critically successful game in the series. But, yeah. like, it was just such a weird move to do two remakes in a row and actually skip a game in doing so. It's like, no, like, you, what, what they should have done is have another main series game and then remake Partners in Time because 
that game could actually use a remake. It's it's probably uh, it's it's lowered on the list for me in, in terms of games in the series. You know that that game could have been a lot better. Believe me, I understand. <laughs> it's not bad though. Again, it's not bad. All of the games are fantastic, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, talking about Superstar Saga again, I mean, it, it really set the precedent for new players. I mean, I I wonder, you know, that's why I said the 3DS version makes some improvements that make this game more accessible. I mean, the game can get pretty confusing, um, even just moving around, because you've got a button that switches Mario and Luigi's order. And now, instead of A being Mario and B being Luigi, B is Mario and A is Luigi, which, um, and, and so you, you have to, they can switch order and then by switching order, they have a whole new set of moves that yep. they can perform. So uh, the 3DS version kind of uh, kind of simplifies that. We'll talk about that later. But um. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I I love those moves actually. Like if Luigi is leading, uh, Mario can jump on his head and they can jump super high. Or if Luigi or if Mario is leading, Luigi can jump on Mario's head and they can do a spin move that the can other go way across. around. Oh, it's the other way around. Yeah. If Mar if Luigi's in the lead and Mario is in the back, they do the spin jump. And if Luigi's in the back, they do the high jump. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I was remembering that differently, but hey, thank you for good looking out. <laughs> You're good, bro. Yeah, I love the the brothers' moves. You know, the brothers' actions in the game. The uh the spin, high jump allowing you to reach areas that are too high, obviously, and the spin jump allowing you to hover across gaps and and uh, make longer jumps. Um, also. Mario can smack Luigi with his hammer and, and slam him into the ground so he digs underground and he can he can go under grates and dig up beans uh, and Luigi can smack Mario with his hammer and turn him into mini Mario <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that oh gosh yeah, yeah, um, and and so actually the brothers can get separated by using these moves, and there are quite a few puzzles, especially when you get to Joke's End, that take advantage of that. <laughs> mm. In fact, you you spend quite a bit of Joke's End separating the brothers and then bringing them back together. It it's actually that's actually kind of one of the best parts of the game, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely, no. I, honestly, the first time I played the game, I thought Joke's End was the end of the game. It's it's towards the end, but there's still a lot to do after it. Absolutely. I'm surprised how long this game goes. I mean, it's kind of like go here and then go here and then go here. It's pretty simple in terms of of, of that and in terms of like the objective, but the story does keep going and there's continually things to do. I mean, they could have just done a okay, yeah, let's collect the four pieces of the Bean Star and made that like the entire game, but they didn't. That's just one part of the game <laughs> yes it is and that goes back to our zelda discussions of uh having different segments of the game come out and i really like that yeah yeah definitely
I love that the way that that uh, Bowser is is presented in the in the in the, actually all the RPG games I should say he's just kind of put in this more like comedic role he's he's sort of comic relief um, he's almost always the tutorial boss for Mario yep the the tutorial battle but um but he he actually ends up partnering alongside the brothers in a lot of these games or in Bowser's Insights where you actually end up playing as him and and they there's some really unique, interesting mechanics in that game that I'd love to talk about in a later episode. But <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to it because I'm I'm definitely gonna have to play through that game. But I love the way that Bowser's presented in this game. Um, I mean, first of all, you actually, you, you of course you fight him. He tries to go after Peach, but then he realizes that he can't kidnap Peach because they've stolen her voice and and replaced it with explosive vocabulary. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And then the whole castle just yes, it's so, so good. Bowser teams up with Mario and Luigi, um, and takes them over to the Bean Bean Kingdom. But then he quickly gets out of the picture, and then pops up later as Popple's rookie. <laughs> yep, an amnesiac Bowser that doesn't remember who the brothers are. Genius. Oh yeah, it's so good. Oh dude, I can't wait to dive into the story. Of course, that's gonna be more part two. But dude, this game is phenomenal, and I. I can't wait to play the 3DS version. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say we can get into the story on this episode. Well, I mean that's up to you. Honestly, I'm, I'm following your lead, my man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess uh, let's talk about that then. I mean, what are your, what are your overall thoughts? I like the story. I give the story a solid eight out of ten. You know, as far as you know, Mario RPG stories are concerned, because honestly, that's the only RPG game I've played except. I, I I wouldn't even call is Paper Mario in the Thousand Year Door an RPG game? Yeah, it's it's one hundred percent a turn based RPG. I've been it's been a long time since I've played it, but the the first two Paper Mario games are actually like full on turn based RPGs. Uh, Super Paper Mario is not at all; it's just a platformer. But even Sticker Star and Color Splash and uh, and Origami King are still RPGs, turn based RPGs. Even they're just they have kind of a interesting different mechanic that they're going for they're they're kind of using kind of these gimmicks each time and i kind of prefer the the uh the formula of the first two games but (laughs) yeah well um as far as the story goes it starts out pretty pretty hysterically like luigi's out putting clothes on a on a clothesline and toad's coming up to him to talk about the situation and uh, (laughs) they run inside and mario's taking a shower (laughs) (laughs) it's actually it's perfect but basically the goodwill ambassador from the bean bean kingdom and her assistant arrive at the castle in the mushroom kingdom to bring a gift from queen bean uh for princess peach but the ambassador turns out to be uh cackletta and her assistant fawful who steal the voice and escape to escape with it into the sky and it's pretty it's that basically sets the tone for the game and The game takes a lot of twists and turns too, because you thought that you know the main, uh, uh, the main uh, dilemma in this in this game, the main conflict, is you know Peach losing her voice. It seems at first, but then halfway through the game, you find out that that wasn't Peach all after all. It was a decoy, um, and yep. so Peach never lost her voice. But then later, but then you know, not too long after that, Cacletta and Fawful end up just 
straight up kidnapping Peach. So, you know, it turns into that, okay, now we got to go rescue Peach storyline. But um, I love how many twists and turns this game makes. Uh, there's even a part where you play as Luigi because Mario got a bad mushroom. <laughs> yep. And that's awesome to be. I think that gives Luigi the time to shine that he truly deserves. Yes. And, and, and uh, he actually has to get hypnotized into thinking he's Mario because uh, he's too scared. <laughs> <laughs> They play on that a lot. I mean, Luigi's uh, is definitely the more scared of the two. Mario is is frequently throughout the series having to like kind of throw him into battles because he doesn't want to do it. And, yeah. and I, I just love how they how they uh, how they get into it. But then the brothers also love each other. Anytime they've ever been separated for an amount of time, I love how they start hugging each other and crying. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also, I really like how you can make coffee in this game. Oh yeah, with the beans that you can collect by, um, you know, be- beating mini games, digging up the beans underground, and and fighting mm-hmm. enemies. Um, yeah, they have Star Beans Cafe, and Professor Egad makes an appearance from Luigi's Mansion. I know it's fantastic. It's so good. What did you think about uh, like the opening section once you crash into the Bean Bean Kingdom? Like, of course, at like. Once you once you land, you eventually meet the border bros, and uh, you have to beat the border jump game in order to pass. And that's when you learn the spin jump and the high jump, which are basically the first two brothers movements that you have in the game. And uh, <laughs> shortly after that, you find Bowser stuck in a cannon. <laughs> yes. Uh, and Tolstar. I think the name of the operator is Tolstar. Yeah, Tolstar. And he basically tells you that you have to get 100 Bean Bean coins in order to secure Bowser's release. And they try to give him the mushroom coins, and he's like, oh, no, uh, mushroom coins uh, aren't going to be enough. So uh, you're going to have to collect Bean Bean coins because the exchange rate is is really low. And then he doesn't let him go and fights you anyway. So it's kind of like, well, what did we do this for? Well, we did it so that we could learn the brothers' moves. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's worth it. You know, it also kind of gives you... It's a really good tutorial section. There's a lot of areas that allow you to get accustomed to both Mario and Luigi's moves. And I think it's a very tasteful way to start the game, just because it's not super boring and it's not super long at all. Once you get through there, that's, that's pretty much it. And you're just following the story as it goes. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention... Because uh, when I brought we we brought up the uh, Professor Egad cameo in the the Starbeam segments, did you know that in the uh, that originally it was planned that characters from different Nintendo series such as Link and Samus would make cameo appearances in this game? Yes. What? And in fact, some of the items that that professor egad gives you are references to those games, and so what would have happened is instead of him showing up every time. Um, you know, Link would have shown up and Samus would have shown up and, and, and delivered those items to you and drinking coffee. Dude, that I wish they had done that. That would have been adorable. The sprites are there. Like if you go look on like the like the Mario Wake here or whatever, like you can find them. They even they they actually have the sprites for the characters and everything. Okay. Okay, hold up, brother. I am looking this up. Link and Samus in Superstar Saga. Yeah, it's a thing. I think uh, I think even maybe Fox McCloud was supposed to be in there. Yeah, and then Professor Egad would have been, you know, one of the cameos, but not all of them. So I, that would have been really cool. Uh, the 3DS version actually make turns uh, some of the items into more distinct references, like the Great Force item that you receive in the game actually looks like the Triforce in the 3DS version. Oh, dude, it would have been like the Minish Cap Link. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh, I'm so mad. Why didn't they do that? Which was perfect, actually. 
um, they already had a top-down perspective link that fit the art aesthetic of this game. So, uh, on the same console. <laughs> oh, dude, Olimar would have been mm-hmm. in there. Yep. Fox and Toad. I forgot oh. about Olimar. Yeah, he's in there. Wario? Uh, probably would have sh- showed up with the Pikmin. You know, one thing I would like to see is Wario and Waluigi show up in a, in a Mario and Luigi game. Bro. Oh my god! Well, I doubt they're gonna do that. Compl- honestly, because they don't—they don't give Waluigi the time of day. But they could—it would be perfect. You could have them uh, X be Wario and Y be Waluigi. Um, I kind of had an idea for a, a Martin Luigi sequel where you actually had Peach and a and a unique Toad character that I named Toad Mara. This was years ago. My friend and I were like, we're trying to like develop a Martin Luigi game, and we had this whole system in place, all the all the brothers' moves and everything figured out for this game that that we wanted to do. And and you would have controlled all four characters, um, but you wouldn't have had to hit like A B X Y for like every single platform. We would have simplified it somewhat, but. Um, yeah, we had this whole thing, you know, and that was kind of a throwback to Super Mario Brothers 2. Dude, I'm sitting here staring at the Samus sprite, and I'm so mad that it wasn't in there. That would have been so awesome. That would have been at, cool. But at the same time, why would they have been there? <laughs> <laughs> Just because, man. It's the Mario Luigi series. Don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want it. But yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that uh, beginning uh, section. Whenever you first gain the Bean Bean, in, in, gained entry into the Bean Bean Kingdom. Uh, one thing that I I'm not as big of a fan of is is the border jump sequence. In fact, any of the times in the game where you're forced to complete a mini game to progress is is kind of where the game slows to a crawl. And it's like, you know, if you're not good at that particular mini game, you're just gonna waste time. I mean, mini games. The mini games are fine. I mean, they're they're fun enough. At least some of them are. But they should be optional. Not 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 required. I think mini games should 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 always be optional. <laughs> I mean, it it, it adds <laughs> to the experience like that you have in the game, and so I'm not I'm not too against it. But you know, I kind of see your point. I get what you're saying. Yeah, but I mean, it's not bad. I mean, the mini games are actually not that hard. You'll get past them pretty quickly, and I mean, it it, it does actually give you some kind of a challenge to get through. I remember when I first played this game, there were quite a few times where where things went to a standstill for me. Um, I remember when I first fought uh, Queen Bean, I had some difficulty with her. Uh, when I fought the Chocola Cola monster. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of stuck. I don't think when I originally played this game, I ever got past Hermie the Crab. I think I actually was stuck. Hermie the Crab him. is a difficult fight. You have to time those claws perfectly, and even so, like that. I love the Christmas tree shell. And yet, every single one of these bosses I killed in one try on this playthrough. So, <laughs> well, I mean, once you once you have it down pat, like there's a pattern to every single one of them, and once you get comfortable with those patterns, they're not hard to take out at all. No, no, and and it, it, it it's it's using your brother's moves, right? I mean, you're going to be spamming your brother's moves during the boss battles, except of course when there's some sort of strategy. You know, um, I think with Hermie, you want to take down both of his his uh, claws. With Huhuros, you want to get rid of one of the blocks so that he doesn't have a hiding place to go to. Yep. Um, even the Dragahoho character, uh, you have when he he he'll spit out this stone. And so, like, if he jumps on it, his attacks are harder to, to, to dodge, and they deal more damage. So it, it's worth it to go ahead and take that thing out. Um, Queen Bean, 
is actually kind of fun, actually. I like her as a boss battle. And maybe I didn't realize this when I first played the game, but um, the typical strategy would be to defeat both of her arms and then you would be able to take her out. But if you've unlocked the advanced move for Splash Brothers, um, that that spe specific attack actually works against spiky enemies. So you can just jump straight on her on her head and not have to worry about the crown damaging you. So that's actually the kind of secret strategy to that fight is just spam Splash Brothers, advanced Splash Brothers on her. But you'll only have unlocked that if you were using Splash Brothers enough in the battles beforehand to unlock the advanced version. So <laughs> yeah, no, I understand that, and I completely agree. Some like. Oh, God. Queen Bean was actually really tough the first time I fought her. Big burly chest and this giant laid-back head. Oh, I remember I died several times. Um, and I even got the strategy. I just... It just... It was difficult for me. Um, in fact... An alternative strategy, too, is, is to that Luigi actually does get some use, is that when you use his advanced knockback brothers, you could knock back both of her, her arms in one go, well, if they aim it properly. But even if you don't, you still deal, deal damage to her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I like that one, because uh, that move actually ended up getting used uh, in regular battles for me more often, because you can knock out multiple enemies with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I really think that the boss battles were extremely well designed. Yeah, of course, the patterns, once you learn them, they're easy, but they're just fun. That That's one thing I really love about this game. Even though the mini games do kind of slow down the pacing, this game is fun and it leaves you just super excited for the next part because you know you're eventually working your way towards a boss battle and everything you've learned and all the experience that you've gotten fighting monsters and just going through areas with Mario and Luigi it just kind of prepares you for that point and it does it in such a way that it it leaves you wanting more but it's perfectly spaced out in between like the areas uh in between aren't too long but they're not too short either and i think that that is just a testament to the work that alpha dream put into this game yeah no absolutely uh i i agree i think i think it's it's such a fun game just all the way throughout it, it's constantly always fun uh, there's never really a dull moment with this game i mean you'll you'll, you'll really only put it down if you're if if you're a kid and and you're fighting a boss battle, that's particularly difficult. Yep. It took me a long time to get past uh, Cacletta's soul. It took me a very long time to get past that the first time. You said you stayed up all night doing that. I stayed up all night beating Cacletta's soul. Um, by the way, I want to mention that. Most of this game is pretty fucking easy. But for some reason, at the very end, once you get to Bowser's Castle, everything becomes much more difficult all of a sudden. They just amp the difficulty up. Uh, you have to fight all of the Koopalings, which, by the way, awesome to see the Koopalings come back. I'm really glad that they, they put them all in. And they all have uh, unique strategies and moves in their boss battles. But some of them even, even include a timer, meaning that you, you have to defeat them within a certain number of turns or you lose. Yeah, absolutely. And that kind of reminds me of another thing I wanted to ask you. What was the most difficult section of the game for you? Cacoletta Soul. Cac well, Cacoletta Soul, yes, but that's a boss fight. As far as like areas to get through, as far as the puzzles you had to solve, mine was Hoo Hoo University. Who, who uh, was it, isn't it? Woohoo University or something. Woohoo Okay, all the names in this game, like all the all the. Uh, it, Names of areas are all puns on like laughing. That's the running thing in this game. In fact, all of the characters 
uh, a lot of the characters are. Uh, Foth, or not, uh, Cacletta. <laughs> yeah, Woohoo Hoo Woohoo University. It's all some of laughter. That is a very challenging section of the game. It's very complicated, and you have to end up kind of backtracking and going through other areas to reach other areas. The puzzle solving is... is I mean, it's straightforward-ish, but you still have to run all the way around. And then there's one section where uh, Mario gets separated from Luigi. Yep. Or, or no, it's the other way around. Luigi gets separated from Mario. And, um, you know, you have to control just one of the brothers for a little while. <laughs> and it makes it interesting. It makes you fully rely on everything you've learned so far just to kind of make it work. Yeah. But uh, and, and then even the boss battles afterwards, because you fight end up fighting two boss battles i think right after that if i'm not mistaken um fossil and then cacletta right yeah but um no it's you fight cacletta and then not long after that you fight popple and rookie again oh yeah you're right yeah so uh yeah that that part was hard but i want to say probably the most difficult part of the game for me was jokes end yep jokes end is tough and the enemies are relentless. Oh my fucking god! I'm trying to go through this area, like w- when I was going back through the game and collecting, and I did. I I don't know why I did, but I did. I, I went through the game and I collected all of the beans and all of the the blocks, because um, that's all tracked in the 3DS version. Uh, so you actually have a. That's one of the the good improvements is that you have a counter for how many beans and blocks you've done in every area. If you're interested in completing this game 100%, I'm I'm not sure that it's worth it. Um, more to talk about on that in a minute, but um, yeah, Jokes <laughs> End was particularly difficult. If you're trying to go through that area and you're just trying to collect things and you're not trying to fight the enemies, oh my god, it's so fucking annoying how many ba- battles you run into. <laughs> yep, but it's it's worth it though, you know? It, it kind of adds a sense of uh, completion to the end of it. Once you've done it, you're like, okay... I've done this. It's it's over. And they give you some good some good uh, exp too. So, you know, it's it's uh, it, it it is actually worth it in that section. But yeah, there are a lot of enemies um, that seem to a lot of them seem to be weak against your uh, your hand powers and, and particularly Mario's firebrand because it's kind of an ice area. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's like it. That's kind of an op part of the game right there. And and even the boss battle at the end of it when you fight. Uh, Hohora or Jojora, I don't I don't know how it is, and her friend who you get to name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Kind of like the Popple and Rookie battles where it's actually advantageous to kill one over the other usually. Yep. Um, but if you do it in the opposite way and you do actually manage to take both characters out, you get spoils that you don't normally get. Yep. Uh, that applies to the Popple and Rookie battles as well. Who, by the way, you face multiple times throughout the game and then later on Popple gets a new rookie once Bowser regains his memory, but then shortly after becomes the oh terrifying i mean oh god if i if i ever see balletta again i'm I, oh balletta <laughs> hey, she did a it was a very very awesome boss fight a really really badass way to end the game oh it's a cool boss fight don't get me wrong but <laughs> go god no and <laughs> <laughs> we thought that uh that uh what, what what the fuck was the name of that meme version of bowser that was a woman Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I have no clue. Um, it was a meme for a while, and it was it was just absolutely horrible. Let me see. Bowser. I don't know why I'm, I'm drawing a, a blank right now. Bowsette. 
Bowsette. Yeah, it was a meme for a while, actually. <laughs> Bowsette, like a mainstream meme, you know, not even just like a Mario meme, like of, of yep. fans of the Mario series. Like people were just sharing Bowsette memes everywhere. Uh, Balletta is even more terrifying than Bowsette in terms of just, oh, oh, oh my God, what the fuck is that? Yep. It's it's a very, very terrifying way of combining ability, but hey, makes for a hell of a boss fight, that's for sure. Cacoletta's soul, oh my god. Yeah, as Zach said previously, I stayed up all night. I literally pulled an all-nighter trying to kill Cacoletta's soul, and I still didn't beat it. Eventually, I went to bed for a couple hours, and then the first thing I did in the morning was I beat it with kind of like a, a little bit of a rest, and I actually managed to get it pretty easily that time, but holy shit, that boss fight is so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's... The, it's not necessarily how difficult the fight is that makes it so tough. It's the fact that it takes so long. Kekleta has so much hit, so many hit points. It's ridiculous. And her attacks deal major damage. So if you don't learn how to how to dodge them, and they're, some of them are pretty difficult, um, you're you're going to be constantly reviving bros with one up mushrooms. Also, they start you out with zero HP and whatever, however much BP you had from the previous fight, which mine was exhausted. So every time I started that bite, I had to give both Mario and Luigi golden mushrooms, and that was in the 3DS version, which is supposedly a little bit easier. And I still had a hell of a time fighting Cacoletta's soul. Oh my god! I mean, you got to take out both of her arms using fire and lightning powers, and unlike most bosses battles where you could use a solo move to take them out it it they actually have enough hp in and of themselves that you know you can use a, a couple of brothers moves each against each arm and then you take out her head and then you have access to her heart but then after a while she regrows her limbs the heart's still available for a little while to to hit but then it, that hides itself again and so it, it is like you said it's a very long boss battle it's exhausting like it's mentally exhausting. It's a it's a true testament to the power of Mario and Luigi. <laughs> you only deal real damage, I think, when you're fighting the heart. Absolutely, so you, have you have to, to just get to it first. So you have to take out both arms and the head before you could even start damaging her, and it it doesn't stay out for too long. So a lot of times, you know, you're going to be wasting turns uh, healing the brothers back up, <laughs> and also <laughs> or giving them more uh, syrup. When you get to the point where you actually win the fight. Cacletta literally just shakes and explodes. It's so anticlimactic, but at the same time, it's really well done because you're like, oh, I did it. I'm out of here now. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I will say the 3DS version even makes that boss battle even more epic somehow. I mean, they, they really outdid it. Uh, they they redid her entire model in 3D. She's one of the one, the few characters that is actually a 3D model instead of a sprite. Um and uh, her, the, the soul part. And the whole boss battle background was made different. It, it looks really fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to need to get in on that because that sounds like a really good time. But hey, I guess that's uh, that's enough talking about it for part one. I mean, we're, we're reaching up on an hour here. We'll save some, some, uh, some points on the game because we've still got plenty to talk about for part oh, two. Oh my god, yes we do. Um, but anywho, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or uh, feedback on your platform of choice. Uh, stay tuned for part two of Marin Luigi Superstar Saga. We'll be releasing that hopefully just right after this one because we're kind of late getting this one out. So if I get this out the week after, that, that'll put us right back on schedule and we'll be good. Um, we're recording these uh, pretty much one right after the other. We're doing part one today and we're going to be recording part two tomorrow. Yep. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll try to have this out as quickly as possible. Um, of course, by the time you're listening to this, it's already out, but, you know. <laughs> um, 
yeah. Now, uh, after that, in the month of February, Horizon Forbidden West is coming out. So we're doing a two-part episode on Horizon Zero Dawn. And then part two will be a game launch edition, spoiler-free review of Horizon Forbidden West. And I'm excited about that because I actually really do love Horizon. I've, I've gotten quite a bit ways into the game already. And uh, I'm, I'm having a hell of a time. I like it quite a bit. But And then we've, we've still got plenty more to go. Uh, we've got a lot of more titles to discuss throughout 2022 uh by the way happy 2022 yeah happy new year everybody um i think uh yeah i think megan and i ha- have released uh part two of twilight princess after the new year so it's not our first episode of the new year but uh it is in fact uh, or maybe we did release it beforehand i don't remember <laughs> well, it's out that's what matters but anyway yeah it, it's fun to be on uh, 2022 um you can find Collateral Gaming wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. Uh, check out our Patreon as well. We are releasing full-length, uh, exclusive Let's Play video game commentaries. And that's a lot of fun. In fact, like Zach said, I mean, we, we, we probably need to do something with this game or maybe make it a live stream like you were saying. Oh, dude, that would be awesome. I'm down. I'm totally down for that, totes. Um, yeah. Anything else to add? No, man, I'm good. We'll see you guys for part two. All right, guys, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. And I'm Zachary Gio. I pick up the put up to put Gaming is a collateral media podcast. All music and game clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.